Uh, we are here uh, uh, with the new Himalayan. Uh, the, the key thing, I mean, in short, is that we have tried to make sure that we have retained all the good bits of the Himalayan. And then since the whole adventure category has evolved, as the riders has, have evolved, uh, the way they ride the motorcycle has evolved, uh, the terrain keeps on evolving, so of course the motorcycle has also evolved. Hi everyone, I'm Adarsh and welcome to the Royal Enfield Ride Pure podcast. We're in the Himalayas today talking about a motorcycle that's built by the Himalayas, the all-new Royal Enfield Himalayan. Today, I have Andy Anand Raj from Product Strategy. He's the product lead on the new Himalayan. Andy, it's a pleasure having you. Thanks, others. Andy, can you go back a little? I know uh, that for you, the Himalayan is very, very dear. The original Himalayan was something that you worked on. You were in industrial design. And even before that, back in design school, you know, an adventure tourer kind of a design was your project. Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with the Himalayan? Yeah, it is, uh, as you said, it's very dear to me. Uh, for, and also because throughout my career uh, in automotive industry, uh, this is one project which has started it officially and it's just kept on going. Uh, so, of course, I've changed my roles across this whole journey. But uh, there is the involvement with the product has still uh, remained intact in a very good way. Uh, for me, the Himalayan, working on the Himalayan, working with Royal Enfield started uh, when I was in my college doing my master's in industrial design. This was my thesis project. And the, uh, the tagline was, uh, built a motorcycle for touring the Himalayas. So that's how the whole journey started. Uh, then uh, I joined Royal Enfield in 2009. Uh, since then, uh, we started, the project officially started a bit later, but then this was a thought which was since all these guys, all our riders have been have been uh, taking our motorcycles, different touring fields up to the Himalayas. Uh, this is our home. Uh, the thought came in that uh, we should do something which is meant for doing that, uh, very specific for doing that. And that's where it all started. Uh, the first Himalayan uh, we did in 2016, I was the uh, design lead for the uh, that Himalayan. Uh, after uh, launch, I thought it's a good time to now explore some new things, like how we explore on the Himalayas. I think for me, it also it was like explore some new things. And then I moved to product strategy. Uh, uh, interestingly, in, when I moved to product strategy, uh, the Himalayan was again uh, given to me uh, uh, to lead from the product strategy side. So we keep, kept on improving the Himalayan. We kept on talking to customers, uh, our riders. We kept on talking to explorers, to uh, guys who are into adventure, riders, non-riders as well. Because uh, you need to have a much broader view. Himalayan is, is not just a motorcycle. We have been speaking about it. It's not just a motorcycle. It's a, it's a kind of a visualization, a realization of adventure. right? We say that, uh, and, and then uh, I think we have been speaking also that uh, Himalayan can be the other word for adventure. Bring out the Himalayan in you. And I think the first Himalayan did that fairly well. Uh, we wanted to be very, very differentiated from what uh, else was offered. Uh, we wanted to be very uh, unique. We wanted to be very real, very pure. Uh, I think uh, the Himalayan was the first mo adventure motorcycle in India. Uh, before that, that category was also very nascent. 
and uh, people used to ride bike but they were not pros and expert in terms of uh, you know taking riding adventure motorcycle uh, we wanted to make sure that it opens up the category so the whole idea was to make sure that it's it's really accessible uh, it's very easy easy to adapt to and and that's how we brought people in into adventure category yes yeah, it's, it's been a good journey i think i will just keep on going <laughs> but it's a good journey uh, we are here uh, uh, with the new himalayan uh, the the key thing i mean in short is that we have tried to make sure that we have retained all the good bits of the himalayan and then since the whole adventure category has evolved as the riders has have evolved uh, the way they ride the motorcycle has evolved uh, the terrain keeps on evolving so of course the motorcycle has also evolved absolutely i think one of the things that's great about us is that we ride bikes ourselves uh, we try and put ourselves in the boots of the customer so to speak do those adventures do those rides we have an extensive rides program yes uh, as a part of your job andy uh, and your team you also speak to a lot of people across the board so right from people who are first time riders to you know so to speak high altitude explorers and globe trotters can you tell us a little bit about this process about how you try to put yourself in the boots of the customer and understand from them empathetically about what are the needs that they they have to kind of address yes i think uh, i think the if if i summarize how product strategy works works or how what is our role in the in the organization i think our job is to represent the customers so there is there is a team which uh, develops engine there is a team which does the uh, chassis the vehicle dynamics all those guys but then uh, they have to be told what they are supposed to do right and we have to be very crisp and clear in, in what we tell them and what we tell them is actually what the customer is telling so it's it's a it's a very interesting process and uh, that's also one of the reasons why I love my job so much is that you get to interact to so many people i think the whole any process any new uh, product brief starts uh, starts from the customers uh, not just the customers uh, maybe prospective customers and then as i said we we just don't talk to motorcycle people but we talk to everyone uh, everyone whose inputs make sense i think you you just said a very right word empathy is the key uh, there are a lot of times when the when when the riders the customers they themselves are not uh, aware or less are not very clear in what they want and i think that's that's where uh, we have to be uh, we have to know about them more than them right cuz cuz they're uh, their thoughts are based on what they see what they know so if if you just talk to about adventure tours at one point of time before we did the himalayan we were talking to customers at that point also uh, when you ask them about adventure tours or uh, off road motorcycles the first thing which came to their mind was like tall city type right and and that's why i was too tall i was too intimidating and all so and and so that's where we have to you know get a bit more okay this guy likes it he's probably a bit intimidated we have to offer him something which will you know clear the get away with this all obstacles so it's it's nice i think we have been speaking to uh, we have been speaking to royal enfield riders we have been speaking to non royal enfield uh, customers as well we talk to uh, beginners uh, we talk to guys who just commute but we also talk to guy who as you said who who are uh, you know all over the place all of, all across the globe uh, and we speak to uh, athletes uh, cs santosh has been very uh, helpful in giving his inputs uh, we have spoken to quite a few people uh, across the globe and it's it's nice cuz there's there's certain uh, minute deviations in the requirement of people 
based of course on on their terrain the kind of uh, uh, roads the kind of you know uh, traffic situations the kind of uh, possibilities of exploration they have so i think uh, it's it's a uh, it's very it turns out every time it turns out very interesting uh, and and yeah i think we are doing a fairly good job because i think whatever we have been uh, uh saying and what we think we have done on the project i think uh, the when and then we go back to these guys and then reconfirm so you said this to us uh, we have built something based on what we thought is what you said and what you require now here is the product what do you think about it now and most of the time it's uh, it's very uh, Uh, it's good to know that they like what we have done and they appreciate it so i think what i'm hearing you say is that you know the himalayan or any any adventure bike has to be many motorcycles right because when you're going long distance riding it kind of has to behave like a cruiser uh, at the same time when it's off road different levels of off road it has to become an off road bike uh, on the highways uh, it has to have the ability to load on luggage so that you can go really really long distances it has to have a large fuel tank which means that uh you have a larger range you don't have to stop as much for fueling and you're also riding in places where fuel stops are not that many because there are only few gas stations so what i'm hearing you say is there are a lot of needs and requirements of this kind of a customer for this kind of a bike in this kind of a terrain yeah and but there has to be some compromises as well because it has to be a nice balance something that creates the right feelings so can you tell us a little bit about on this project what were things that you said were non negotiables so what is that absolute dna and what is the evolution bit so after those insights what from you when you were writing the product brief and going through this development process with product development industrial design testing what were some of the non negotiables putting yourselves in the boots of the customer that you said that this has to be met you're absolutely right others <coughs> i think adventure tours are very tricky we think uh, that they are meant to do one job because that's the imagery when you when you think about uh, adventure tours or himalayan you just think at least the imagination is that it's it's going up the mountains it's doing some you know uh, uh, jumps and it's going through those uh, water crossings and stuff like that but at the same time you have to understand that we actually start from where where does your ride start from your ride starts from your home right you're taking it out you're going through all the traffics then you do the highways and then there are uh, traffic jams you, this is uh, flat highways you keep on like going for days if you're starting from all the like how we did we started from chennai right so from chennai it's like you're going through the plains and all those things so the bike has to be uh, do quite a few and uh, there are two ways to saying it i think one is uh, compromising certain bits second or i think the right way to say it how do you find the balance and i think we have we have been uh, trying very hard uh, to get that balance right i think uh, you need um, power but you need fuel efficiency as well a decent fuel efficiency you want to have a tank range you want a bigger tank uh, you want luggage carrying ability but uh, you want it not to cross uh, certain weight right so all those things i think uh for for us for let me say first in general i think adventure tourers uh have some very key requirements which definitely has to be met and i think that's also the reason why the himalayan while initially it was not thought to be for the global market it still did so well is because it's because we got those basics right we had a good suspension we had decent ground uh, uh decent ground clearance it was really comfortable and it was over and above that it was it was accessible both in terms of uh, uh the seat height and and the overall appearance of it 
and also in terms of uh, how much we ask uh, in terms of money for it right so we don't we want to make sure that all these things are retained right so i think for the new himalayan also these these were the most critical bits we worked a lot on the suspension we we wanted to make sure the bike is super comfortable you can take a pillion with you along with all the luggage you want to carry so that that bit was was really really important but uh, i think the serpa engine that that just took it to the next level i think andy one of the things that you kind of uh, mentioned about you know kind of creating that balance and the way we kind of think about this at Royal Enfield is that equilibrium between man machine and terrain you mentioned that the fact that the motorcycle has to be many motorcycles rolled into one because it has many jobs to do at the same time people with the similar mindset the mindset of adventure with the mindset of travel with the mindset of exploration they also have different riding abilities someone has experience of of just 2 years and someone has experience of 20 years so how did you manage this this again equilibrium if i can call it that of the motorcycle being many motorcycles rolled into one but at the same time being accessible being providing that equilibrium to riders of multiple abilities and experiences it's a very good point others i think this is this is the key i think the key attribute of the himalayan i think it should not intimidate you it should empower you it should let you it's like it your ally yeah it should it should it should be like i want to do something it just helps you get it done it's like a it's a tool for exploration but at this i think what you just asked is a very very good question i think uh, as as we know we have got customers of different uh, age group different uh, uh, riding experience different kind of capabilities uh, what we don't want that uh, is to make it a limiting factor it's it should not be a limiting factor right i think with the himalayan it's it's very uh, adaptable to the rider also so for example the seat height right so the seat height the range uh, if you take the option seat into account we are starting from 805 we are going all the way to 845 so if you are a short rider you can still have ground access easily if you are a new rider that just helps you get gain a bit more confidence right if you are 84 if you are like taller you still have enough room you can just move the seat up the seat i think standard seat also has two positions the lower seat also has two positions and i think also on the engine itself i mean while we say powerful where do you need the power you need the power at just at the right places we went to uh, ride by wire and what i think uh, kudos to takasi takasi has done a great job if you have made sure that the throttle is is the the modulation of the throttle is is like telepathic you don't have to like oh i'm doing this that nothing you just sit on the bike you hold the throttle and you know that you will get this much performance at this right plus we also we also have uh, utilized uh, since we had ride by wire we also utilized uh, this opportunity to get another mode uh, which we call it the eco mode but it what it does is it just sets uh, uh, makes the throttle input a bit more subtle so while you get all the power you need but then it's much more gentler so for example if you are newbie you are you have just got this now aspiration to do some adventure riding but you are not uh, have enough expertise in riding in off road terrains you are going on a let's say slushy section uh, you want to be a bit more uh, careful about it so you can go off road mode also in the uh, eco mode so you have eco mode with abs off but then what it helps you is even if you like just ring the throttle it will still not let the real wheel spin yeah. and you are safe yeah. and the more you are safer the more you feel confident and then of course you can just switch on the 
So what I'm hearing you say is that we've got a lot of technology. So right by wire, you can look at it as technology. But the way we have thought about it, correct me if I'm wrong, is that these are requirements of riders of different abilities with the same motivation. Mm -hmm. For example, if you don't have that much experience, you could go down to the eco mode, cut a bit of power, mm -hmm. uh, have more control over the motorcycle, be you know at one with the motorcycle. So uh, what I'm hearing you say, the larger point is that all the specifications and details of the motorcycle are really starting from the customer and those requirements and the requirement the specifications and the numbers are really an outcome would that be fair to say i'll i'll say i mean probably this is i think a large statement but i think numbers are overrated they don't really mean you, you don't write a spec sheet it's we don't we don't want to write a spec sheet spec sheets are, are what are those those eventually what we have to understand is what do those numbers mean in real life so when we started the project, when we started the new Himalayan project, we never spoke about numbers. We said we want more power. How much more power? It's something which came down further when we had much. We came to a number eventually. But that's not how we start. The tech has to enable the rider. The tech has to help the rider. It should make life easier for the rider. Everything we have done on the motorcycle is to make sure that it, it adds to the experience. It just helps the rider do more things. Right, whatever you were doing with the Himalayan, you can do a bit more. Yeah. You can be a bit more comfortable. You can go a bit faster. You can tackle off-road terrain much nicely. It, it, that's how it's done. It's it's we we as Royal Enfield we say we do pure motorcycle. I think that's the purest part of it. Is that you have to make that connect. What you said, ride rider, terrain, the motorcycle. I think machine. All three have to come together. And the tech, in this case is 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 there to do this part it's not there for the sake of it it's not yeah it's it's just to make sure that the rider is happy and and more comfortable yeah that's exactly the right point uh, mm -hmm. andy what happens is when you're now speaking and people are getting to know about the new himalayan and the fact that it's got so much technology um uh, such as ride by wire the that the fact that the new sherpa 450 engine is the first ever liquid cooled from royal enfield yes. we've also got the triple dash and and we've also been saying that the original Himalayan was was elemental, was rugged, was simple. Uh, so there might be a feeling that this is not really simple. So can you can you can you elaborate a little bit about <coughs> everything you need and nothing you don't, and how the Tripper Dash, the first ever circular kind of Google Maps powered uh, navigation and, and connectivity kind of system? What was the whole insight behind it? Why do we have this? Uh, a little bit more on that would be great. Yeah, I think we have, of course, experts. Uh, from the from uh, in the guys who have actually worked on the tree for quite a bit, but I think from our side it was a very very clear uh, clear brief to the team. See when we went around speaking to customers and what we see also, you see all these guys with their phones on the bar. It just doesn't make sense. You if you have a costly, I think mean quite a few guys have, uh, including yourself now. Thank you. <laughs> now you had it for quite a some time, so yeah, I just yeah. Anyways, evolved. Everyone has evolved. <laughs> So uh, th these uh, phones have become very, uh, uh, very uh, how do you say? Uh, there's much chances of them going wrong. You don't want your phone to fall out, and you know Mark had uh, quite a few of his phones damaged because he also had to do that, right? We're, yeah. we're exploring yeah. new places. When you're going in new places, you need something to navigate. And one of the things about and yeah. just taking your thought, one of the things about sort of riding and exploring and being adventurous is also to kind of connect with yourself. Yeah. Uh, with the environment you're riding in and not so much with the rest of the world when the phone's there you're still getting your notifications sometimes it's really good to disconnect and I think we found a balance yeah I think if we have given the people the opportunity <coughs> to choose right if you 
don't want just be in the analog mode there is an analog analog mode and what we have done is actually see from the forget about the the technology involved in this but from the rider perspective what we used to see earlier was a uh, multiple screens right analog but still they were like screens lots right? of information spread yeah spread things across and sometimes it gets a bit jarring right there's too many things uh, what we have done now is is simplified that whole thing through a screen one single screen and you can choose what you want to see it's very easy to choose but i think i think the key reason why we moved to a tft honestly is is just that was the only way to give a uh, full map navigation we have tripper uh, tripper unit which is done the by tbt which yeah. is quite good but then we again we have to go to the next stage everywhere so we said this is nice but uh, we in fact we asked quite a few people and all of them were like they've got so much used to the whole google navigation we said okay if this is what you need we'll give you that we spoke to google and this is google powered right we have got google we said we'll get your map we won't have we want to have full map navigation we'll put it on the bike and it's it's just so what we are actually doing is we are removing one extra screen of your phone which you have somehow uh, you know put up on your handlebars or somewhere and then which has the possibility of you know getting thrown off and all now you are just satisfied you are you are doing your uh, uh, you are uh, bunny hopping on your speed breakers you don't have to worry that your phone is going to fly off absolutely and so it's it's again it's an enabler <laughs> it's and that's how we have thought about it i mean it's again not for the sake of just saying that we have a tft and it has got this many features it's not like that it's like you need something it's there if you, if you don't have random things in that so it's, it's it's kind of like it's capable but it's not loaded it's not features and specifications and tech for the sake of it it's there for a reason yeah it's 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 absolutely uh, since our customers said they wanted it and what they wanted is what we gave them now that we're very close to the launch and uh, we're going to be putting this machine out yeah. there in the world with so many people hopefully loving it as much as we do mm -hmm. uh what are your plans what do you plan to do with the machine so first i think this has been the most uh, if i can say i'm not sure if goose bumpy is the right word but this has been the most goose bumpy experience especially the last few days because uh, we have seen a few people riding we have been talking to media uh, and our friends uh, in exploring community in, in quite a few guys Uh, and whatever we have been hearing i think uh, i think we have uh, delivered the right product <coughs> my plans are very simple pick up a bike and go <laughs> do something nice uh, do some i'm not much into touring myself i don't i mean i don't like touring on the highways so probably as soon as i get my hand on some and on on one keys i'll just start it probably just come back here uh, nothing as good as uh, riding the himalayan in the himalayas so yeah that's that's the plan and yeah i want to talk to you again about one of the important things in the whole process of putting this motorcycle out there um we've seen from our own experiences from chats that we've had with globe trotters with explorers with people who are riding the himalayas but also riding in different parts of the world that things change terrains change super fast uh you know at one stretch you will have great tarmac and then the tarmac ends and there are water crossings and super bad roads and rocky terrains you go out exploring and you find a whole bunch of terrains out there and if you do this over and over and over again over weeks days months and if that's the life we want consumers and riders to live then the motorcycle is going to take a fair bit of testing uh, it will actually take a fair bit of beating and one of the things i think we concentrated this time around is is our testing 
our our company has evolved our testing process had to evolve uh, we test in different world class facilities for example like the idiada in the uk in the himalayas in india in chennai and so on but we also test with a whole bunch of different riders including top management but also normal riders who are just kind of beginning their journey on adventure can you tell us a little bit about why the whole testing process and making sure that the bike is dependable that the bike is tough that the bike is solid and indestructible why that was so important and what are some of the things that we've done about it yeah i think tough is and dependable are the keywords of course i think the bike has to you know as you said things change uh, and the bike has to make sure that it it goes through that uh, it's it's all about crossing the obstacles and and that's the fun in it right you see a water stream uh, <coughs> normally uh, mm, let's say if you're not and uh, don't have that adventure soul you will probably just find another route what we do is we get in that's the fun part you see a uh, uh, off road section you'll be happy or we are being happy about it right there's an opportunity of jumping the bike we'll do it but that also means that the bike has to go through a fair bit of uh, uh, impacts and and uh, possible situations where it can dam- get damaged so our testing process i think if i can say it's divided into two parts one is the the technical testing process which itself is very very extensive we do lakhs of kilometers on road off the road we have done like i don't thousands and thousands of kilometers on on the himalayas itself in really tough terrain and at really high altitudes and at really high altitudes of course but also i think it's important to understand that uh, we have to get those minute nuances of of the regular riders what are they feeling about the motorcycles so uh, while the seat can be comfortable is it equally comfortable for all different varieties of people who are going to use it i think that's the key the other important bit i think and this is probably i'm just speaking from my experience and because uh, we all uh, are part of that me you all of us went uh, along with our top management which itself is very motivating uh, when you go up there in the mountains it's not just that terrain is changing you are also changing right when i go up every time i've got this uh, issue with uh, altitude it likely not this time but you know you're not you're not your uh, full in your full uh, uh, performance mode you you <laughs> there's lack of oxygen you are a bit got headaches sometimes yeah. and yeah. all those things at that time the bike has to you know help you it has to uh, support you in getting uh, uh, to the next destination it should not be something which you are operating it's not a machine you are operating it's as i said earlier it's, it's a tool which is helping you complete uh your journey and i think it's like a friend right it's a friend exactly. who's extremely forgiving absolutely and not just a, a friend who's who sometimes it's just filling up the gaps yeah. in your capability so you are not uh, 100 you are probably 80 70 the rest 30% the bike just helps you it's very forgiving you are one gear high you are probably one gear low uh, on the turn and yeah. then you don't have to worry about it you just it's so you know as i said it's just kind of telepathic you make that connection you sit on the bike you just and uh, what we have heard I think as soon as someone and not just us we have been riding this bike for like uh, you know really long time we've done so many kilometers on the bike but then we also know people the first time we said come on get hop on the bike and they get on the saddle within few meters they're like oh, this is easy i know this i can do crazy things and and i think which is that's where we have the success but also coming back to the uh, testing part i think we know we have got a multiple varieties of uh, riding experience within the team so we utilize that we say okay come on hop on the bike let's see how an experienced rider feels about the motorcycle how a beginner feels about the motorcycle the point is that the beginner should 
should uh, you know feel uh, happy and and welcome on the bike and then he should gain all the confidence in the world to make sure that he goes to the next level but at the same time an expert rider should equally enjoy it should not be like uh, it's Mm, it's it's for the beginners. It's not for the beginners. I mean, we have seen uh, and we have got like uh, immense talent within the team in our testing team and our riding team. Uh, sorry, rides team, and and all of these guys have uh, enjoyed the motorcycle equally. So I think uh, again, I think we have found. I'm I'm very happy to say that, and I am sure you will also agree is that we have find the right balance of of uh, making sure that uh, both the ends of the spectrum are. Uh, are are happy with the motorcycle so all both the requirements are being made met equally yeah i think it's sa- it's safe to say now that you know the motorcycle adapts yes. it adapts to the terrain it adapts to the rider yes. it adapts to the elements it's really many many motorcycles rolled into one Absolutely. thank you andy it was a pleasure speaking to you thanks Good luck. thank you thank you